0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about socially conscious investing. And with me today, I have certified financial planner Kelsey Benke, who recently attended a class about socially conscious investing and really came back with a lot of good information that we thought we'd like to share with our listeners. So welcome, Kelsey. Thank you, Mary. So I think the biggest question that we should answer first is what exactly is socially conscious investing?
2: So socially conscious investing has some kind of um, you know, goal or restriction even or focus on utilizing companies within a fund um, or utilizing companies in general that meet some kind of standard. So um, socially could be uh, that they avoid certain companies that don't have good practices or sell products that they don't agree with. Or it could be um, that they are sticking toward good employee practices with their personnel things like that i mean it's it's there's a whole world of this kind of thing but they put some kind of standard on it um for the 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 requirement for investing um that has they they call it socially conscious because it's usually some kind of social um problem that they're avoiding or social goal that they're aiming for
1: yeah, and I think that some people can, you know, just interchange the words socially conscious investing and socially responsible investing. And for purposes of today's show, they mean the same thing. That's what we're we're talking about, all of that together. But I guess in a nutshell, it's really investing in companies who have some level of ethical practice or or. Are, are not investing in companies that violate some type of ethical standard. And everybody's <laughs> ethical standards when it comes to investing might be different, but socially conscious generally has – some specific things that they avoid, and they tend to be along the lines of the, what they call the sin investments. So sins like drinking, gambling, drugs, alcohol, weapons, things like that. So when you think about that, it's along the lines of avoiding, but socially conscious investing can also be about things that are inclusive, like investing in companies specifically that might be helping feed third world countries or providing clean water or are doing things that are green, you know, in the environment. So those are kind of the the parameters that socially conscious investing has. And really, I would say that this has been gaining traction in the past few years. You know, there's a lot of news out there that we hear about shady or illegal investment deals that happen. And a lot of people are starting to insist that the companies that they're putting their money in are good stewards of the environment they're expected to treat their employees well they're creating healthy products and services and they really want to steer clear of companies that have the unethical or predatory business practices. So when you think about socially conscious investing, there are definitely some pros and some cons that we wanna talk about because uh, it's a different world. When you are excluding some companies or intentionally including some types of strategies, then that takes you away from just standard investment practices. So let's talk a little bit about some of the pros of socially conscious investing. I think one of them is that you're going to feel good about this. <laughs> you're going to sleep better at night knowing <laughs> that you are putting your money where your beliefs are. And I think that that's a huge one for people who really do want to be socially conscious.
2: I, that's one of probably the main reasons people do it. They wouldn't um, seek this out if they weren't looking for um, you know, making sure that their money aligns with... Uh, some some kind of belief or or goal that they have with their money. So, um, that, that feeling good and sleeping good at night, knowing that you've either put your money with companies who are making the world a better place in in your eyes and their eyes. Because um, one of the one of the things is that. Not everybody agrees on what's socially responsible necessarily, so I'm jumping to a con, but um, that's one of the cons is not everybody knows or agrees on, on what is is good and what isn't good and what's ethical and what's unethical. But um, if you feel good about it and you're, you're going to sleep good at night, that's definitely something that, that falls in the pro category, pro column.
1: Yeah, because if your values are important to you, then socially responsible investing allows you to put your money where your mouth is. You know, if you say you're a big environmental supporter, but you're investing in a portfolio that is investing in companies that you perceive to be destroying the environment, then you're really kind of crossing the, your own personal line with that. Now, that might be a very profitable investment, but it is not in line with the beliefs that you have. So there's that's where the socially responsible investing really comes in. And I think that the another thing about this that's a pro is that you're you're rewarding the ethical companies. And a lot of times the ethical companies have developed business practices that do make them slightly less profitable because they're taking steps that they are intentionally doing to reward their employees better or not harm the environment or not do business in ways that are predatory. and And that can definitely affect the bottom line. Absolutely. On that one, you know, specifically, if If
2: you remove the social uh, you know veil that they're they're trying to wear, they're trying to go through, um, and if they're just looking for the bottom line cheapest way to to go about doing business, whether that be their hiring practices or their um, how they operate their facilities or the the way that they source their materials or whatever. it may be the absolute cheapest way may not be ethically in in line with what most people would want to see. So when companies are making the decision to not take the cheapest route, but rather take what they think is the most ethical path, that's where it isn't always the cheapest and they're putting themselves in a position where they're they're not going to be as profitable because of those things, but um, it's kind of like, "What's your soul worth?" is what a lot of people will say. You know, you know um, <laughs> that's a good worth, question. <laughs> is it worth that little bit more? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it comes back down to, to that kind of question. So, for people who want that kind of thing, um, there's a lot more of this this kind of um, investing option coming up, and you're starting to see more statistics on this kind of thing as well. Um, so, rewarding those ethical companies. Putting your money there is is what you're doing if you're going in this kind of uh, fund.
1: I think that sometimes people think that like if they're personally doing this, it's gonna be just on such a small scale that it's not actually gonna have a real impact or make a big difference. But I think that the truth is the more people that begin to invest in socially responsible companies, the more profitability those companies will see And long-term, you can see where that can start to build to be a catalyst for significant change. So I think that you have to keep that in mind is that while it might seem small, many, many small decisions can become mighty ones in the future. So another benefit of socially conscious investing is it gives you the ability to take a stand. Whatever your thing is, there's likely to be something out there that you uh, can invest in that follows and aligns with your beliefs and that's kind of one of the quirky things about socially conscious investing is that there's no one thing that is considered this is the only socially conscious thing there are a whole bunch of different ways that you can go about doing this so if your passion if the thing that you really want to get behind is about environment or about social, or about government, or about impact in third world countries, or about faith-based things. There's socially conscious you know, choices that are out there. So let's talk a little bit about those types of things for just a minute, and let's start with the faith-based ones because I think that that's kind of interesting, and, and I think there's a lot of people that would like to put their money where their faith is. And you know, there are several different religions that have faith-based types of funds. So if you are wanting to invest in something that is a Christian company, there's those. There's Catholic companies. There's Islamic values companies. So, I mean, whatever your faith is, you can find a faith-based fund to invest in and take a stand for what you believe. The next one that I want to talk about is the environmental, social, and governance funds. And there's even a name for those. Those are called ERG funds for short. So, when you're looking for those type of funds, Kelsey, tell us a little bit about what they're doing in terms of the investing inside of them.
2: So, the the ERG funds, their biggest focus is they're looking to include companies and reward the companies that have um, whatever socially, um, you know, social uh, or environmental or government. Uh, impact that they're looking for so they're they're trying to be inclusive of those companies um, which a whole variety of different things. so they may also be excluding the the funds that they don't or the the companies that they don't want to participate in and that aren't meeting their standards but they're actually going out and looking for them so there's going to be some funds out there that just exclude companies that don't meet their standards. however um, it might be that they don't meet certain standards. Um, In their criteria, but there's other places where they're not necessarily ethical, whereas the ERG funds are actually going out and looking for companies who are meeting their ethical standards um, to the highest degree and trying to include those in their funds.
1: And then the last category um, that we want to mention is called impact funds and impact funds tend to place an equal amount of importance on the environmental, social, and government things, but they also either have a specific focus or they're only gonna look for highly profitable um, companies that are in this realm. And I know that sounds kind of funny when I say that, but not all socially conscious funds are trying to find the highest level of profitability Some of them are just trying to invest in the companies that fit their ethical standards. So there is a divergence sometimes between performance and profit and taking a stand for what you believe. The impact funds, they can be very niche So sometimes an impact fund will be um, investing in uh, companies that are, you know, normal stock companies that you might see on an index somewhere, but sometimes impact funds are investing in things like micro loans to women in third world countries who are starting small businesses that help feed the entire community. So you can really find some unique niches in the impact fund setting that can can really align with whatever it is that you want to take a stand on. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, where we're talking today about socially conscious investing and putting your investing dollars to work in the companies that resonate with you from an ethical perspective. Now we've talked about some of the pros of that, which is sleeping better at night, putting your money where your mouth is, and really being able to align your finances with the things that you believe in. Now we're going to talk a little bit about some of the cons of that, though, because with any investing style, there are definitely pros and cons. So Kelsey, what's the first con of socially conscious investing that you want to talk about today? Well, I think one of the big
2: things is is if you're only looking for companies that meet a certain ethical standard, um, it's very likely that you're going to leave really great companies still out. Um, on the table are really great investment um, options that maybe don't meet the really strict ethical standard of whatever fund that you're looking for, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad company either. Um, And most people, when you're looking to put money into an investment, most people have a goal of making money, right? So um, it's, it's trying to find that balance between Being ethical and yet still getting a good return on your money um, and investing in quality companies.
1: Right. So when you think about investing in general, the the main thing that people are trying to do is to obtain the highest return on their investment as possible. That's like the number one goal for most people with their investments. And I don't think that (laughs) we really need to spend much time disputing that. So the thing about it is when you limit your investment options because you're narrowing the scope to having it be only companies that meet your ethical standard, then you are going to have two things happen. One is you're going to exclude companies that are highly profitable and therefore you may give up some return on your investment. Secondly, you also may pay more in terms of fees for socially responsible investing because you're investing only in certain companies but because there's this extra layer of ethical screening that has to go on by the managers to make sure that the companies in fact are doing what they say they're doing and behaving in an ethical way. So the reality is you could have kind of a double whammy, lower performance and higher fees and that's just the reality of part of socially conscious investing. Now, there is a statistic out there that talks about um, the, the fees, et cetera, that it says that 66% of people around the globe are willing to pay more for sustainable goods. And that came from an ERG study. And it also says that 73% is what that number goes to if it's in the millennial generation. And I think that's super interesting. It's basically saying our millennials today are willing to align their money with their motivations more so than Generation X or the baby boomer generation. And that's just kind of interesting. Yeah, that's definitely um, where
2: you see the, the trend in the statistics. Um, so, so much so that you're starting to see companies offer socially responsible funds in their 401k plans as a method for attracting, you know, quality millennial talent. Um, you know, not all millennials necessarily, as the statistics say, find it important, but definitely a, a Large percentage are at least looking at it or considering it, um, which is interesting. And I think that's why you're seeing more
1: and more of these um, types of investment opportunities popping up. So, yeah. So, here's one of the ways that you can kind of counteract this issue of potential lower returns is when you have a methodology of either picking stocks or picking funds or things like that you've probably figured out what your parameters are. And if you're going to add the socially conscious into this, then don't deviate from those other standards too far. So here's what I mean by that. So if you are saying to yourself that you're only going to buy, say, stocks that have some type of dividend and that don't have a very large debt ratio, then don't break that rule just because a company considers itself to operate ethically. So find the ethical companies, but still be looking for ones that pay the dividend and don't carry a huge debt load, if that's your parameter. So you can kind of blend a smart investment methodology with screening for those companies if this is something that you want to start, you know, incorporating into your portfolio. Now, another con is this, is that a lot of companies claim to be socially responsible, but the reality is they aren't. It's just a marketing spin. And I think that that's really hard to figure out. It's very hard to
2: figure out. And where the marketing spin can, it's kind of like smoke and mirrors. Like, look over here at this really great practice we have of how we source our goods, but then over here behind curtain number two, it's some really awful business practice. That if you knew about that, you probably wouldn't invest in the company at all. Company at all. So, uh, it, it's a little hard. And this is again going back to um, there. There's a there's emergence of more funds and more company um, statistics and things like that on this, but it's still not a super developed process anywhere. Um, so there's there's going to be companies that look like it, but they aren't. And, and you got to dig a little deeper to find this information because it's going into, you know, what I would say that is the next con. Um, there's no definition of exactly what is socially responsible. It's highly subjective. Um, so what you know, I think is socially responsible, and what the next person thinks is socially responsible could be very different things. Um, so you need to make sure you're you're doing, I think, even more research into the, the strategy and plans of these funds, um, because there's not a clear cut definition on what it is. So you want to look at what specifically. Um, Are these companies trying to include or exclude? Um, because this, this fund that's claiming to be socially responsible might be completely different than the next socially responsible fund down the line.
1: Yeah, so let I'm me gonna... give you an example of what this highly subjective like line is. And this is a really good example because it cuts to the chase of how people's perspectives can create a viewpoint of something completely different. So the best example that I can come up with from a highly subjective point of is something socially responsible is nuclear energy. So if you're looking at nuclear energy investments from a perspective of what kind of damage might be done to the environment from an accident, then environmentalists that are looking at it from that perspective are going to say nuclear energy is like the worst possible investment ever. However... If you look at it from a different perspective, which is nuclear energy is a great substitute for using all the fossil fuels and depleting our Earth of fossil fuels, the nuclear energy could be perceived to be an excellent investment for an environmentalist. So you can see that just depending on what side of the coin you're looking at, you're going to come down on, yes, this is socially responsible, or no, this isn't socially responsible. And, and, and the environment itself might be your passion, but you could come down on either side of that coin. So that's what we're talking about, that this is highly subjective. Now, there are certain things that are ethical that are just easy to say, like, you know, don't murder people. <laughs> You know, don't swindle people and, and things like that. And so, you know, those kind of things, we don't have to worry about the subjectivity of, but when we get into these other places where it's like, is this a good thing for the environment or isn't it? Is this a good thing for governance? Is this the right thing for faith? Different faiths have different beliefs too. That's where we get into this crazy kind of subjectivity piece of things. Okay. So if you're looking to be a socially responsible investor, then there are a couple of things that you can do to really kind of tee yourself up. And the first thing I would say, Kelsey, is to probably just figure out how you're going to start screening based on what it is that you believe the most in. Yeah.
2: So what's what's your process going to be? We, we, this is We've said this in hundreds of radio shows, probably maybe not that many, but lots. Um, what's your process? Have a process um, and, and then look at the available choices through the lens of that process. Um, and as Mary said earlier, probably don't deviate too much from that. If you have to really bend your uh, expectations um, for a fund and what you're willing to accept as a quality fund to meet these social responsible guidelines... Just know, again, make that with knowledge and education and understanding and information instead of blindly following a fund and then finding out, ooh, that was a really poor performer compared to what I could have done. Um, So having a process... Um, it is definitely recommended.
1: Okay, so if you're more of the DIY type and you're looking for an index to kind of benchmark the quality against or in terms of the performance against, there is actually an index out there that socially responsible investors can use, and it's called the msci kld 400 social index, and that is 400 companies that are at least by somebody's standard considered to be socially responsible. And then you can benchmark the performance of what you're looking at against the index to see whether or not you feel it's meeting a performance standard and that you'd be willing to invest your money in. So basically the bottom line is I think that socially conscious, socially responsible investing sounds like a good reasonable proposition. In the end, really, it's going to come down to a matter of conscience. It's going to be, is this the way that you want to invest your money? And does this matter to you enough that you're going to skew your portfolio towards socially responsible investing? For some people, it is. And for some people, that's not where they want to draw the line in terms of their social responsibility. So if you are willing to do this, then you are going to probably have to be willing to give up some return to be investing in the companies that you are wanting to align your beliefs with. Now, might not be a lot of return, and there are definitely some that are better than others, but at the end of the day, when you when you narrow your field of investments and you when and you start to exclude a bunch of different companies, you really start to walk the line of whether you're investing for profitability or for conscience. And that's what socially conscious investing is all about. So we hope this has been valuable. And we hope this is giving you some insights to think about when you're determining what should go into your portfolio. And we thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice you should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Sturt Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.